Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. My parents haven't got the money to pay for me to go, so I'll go and get a job, save the money in a year, and then I'll go. And obviously, that didn't happen, and life happened instead. I know I still have blocks and things around that, so I, yeah, so fix me, Denise. <laughs> now, here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anita Baldwin here, and he's talking about myself. So do you want Anita Baldwin. Nice Baldwin and Anna here at Savvy Club. You might have heard of us. You know what? We're excited because we're having fangirl moments because we, this lady that we're about to interview on this podcast, Denise Duffield-Thomas, we've been following for ages. We've read all her books. We always talk about her on this podcast. And we finally have her as a guest. I've forgotten how many times I've said, Denise Duffield-Thomas says, Denise Duffield-Thomas says, and just quote her. Yes, this is going to be a great podcast. We enjoyed doing it. She even like got out of us like, well, actually, she offered us the opportunity to talk about our money box. And I realised, Anita, I actually took over there and you didn't get really a chance to... Story of my life, Anna. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> but because um, uh, the thing is, before she asked, I was already thinking that thing anyway. So it was, it was good timing. But I loved it because she got a pen out, didn't she? And started making notes and like like going into it. She was so great. Yeah. And she was, you know, and I sometimes you think when you've got bigger um, guests on that they might be, you know, time precious or whatever. And we, we are, yeah. I mean, we are, you know, we say to people, it's 45 minutes to to 60 minutes and we don't want to like or as much as she did actually seem like she wanted to hang out a bit longer we only had her for half an hour but we were talking to her for an hour and she was absolutely she was lovely you know when you meet someone who you think's great and they are great and it's just it's great (laughs) the more you're in this on we're in this online space of these online coaches and when you first maybe read someone's book or you hear about them and you 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 love what they do and you consume it and whatnot and then often further in you think oh actually that was a bit of bs that they said there and then their integrity drops and what and then you go oh actually the shine's taken off a little bit of them because you notice this and the other not the case with denise at all like she is what she says she is what she says she is literally like so everything she says she follows you know even the way she just like kind of turned up you know it was all exactly on brand exactly what you expect you you're just the real deal so anyway let's get into it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe obviously we know who you are denise but do you want to tell the um listeners in your in your way um who you are what you do and the value that you add to the world great yeah Absolutely. So I am an author, a speaker, a teacher, and I really keep myself in that realm of money mindset. You might not have heard that before, people listening, but it's the stories and beliefs that we have around money. And I have been in the personal development world for a long time, but I realized that you can say all the affirmations, you can do all the rituals, but until you really truly look at your beliefs around money, it's really difficult to receive it for what you do. You know, as women, we have so much opportunity, but we still have a lot of stories and beliefs that are holding us back around money. So that's what my books are about. That's what my course is about. And that's what I'm super passionate about is women having all the money they desire to be, do and have anything they want in the world and for us to have more economic power so we can change the world together. Yeah, I love that. What I love as well is you're really open about how you got there. So it wasn't that you just one day went, okay, I'm going to do this thing about money mindset and here I am being super successful at this. You you did all manner of different things along the way to get there. And I think people forget when they look at successful people that there's always a journey of 
all sorts of things going on. Something that jumps into my mind that you speak about in one of your books is about when you were going to create like the, um, you know, the hangers to hang your stuff on in the toilets, you know, like so that you don't have to put your bags on the the toilets and randomness like this until you actually found your purpose, which is super interesting. What was the kind of strangest thing that you stumbled across or did or idea that you had along the way? God, I think I've always been someone who's never been afraid of hard work but but didn't know where to channel that energy and so I have done like when I look at all the different jobs I've done you know I was a professional mascot for a long time a professional children's entertainer and then when I was in London you know I did everything from event management to um extra work for a while you know to like you know yeah I worked in charities I did all sorts of things um and it was because, one, I think I had a relationship with with hard work that so many of us do, right? If I want something, I have to work really, really hard. But the other part, which I think is such an interesting time for, you know, for us, is that technology caught up with our innate talents. You know, I mean, I got in trouble for talking in class. Did you guys get in trouble for talking in class? All the time. All my reports said would do better if talked less. To be fair, I mostly daydream looking out the window rather than talking in class. But then in other parts of what I did, I spoke too much. So, yeah. Well, there you go. And so I think we're just at that place where I've always been someone who learned something and wanted to teach it to other people. So many of us are like that. We learn something, we teach something. So my early one of my very early businesses in my 20s was teaching internet dating to people because I was doing internet dating and I was like, man, they're crap at this. I can do this better. And then, you know, I was getting married. So I had an ebook around weddings. And I think so many of us do that. We go, uh, you know, I've learned how to do this thing. Let me share with you how to do this thing. But we've, we've never been able to do it in the way that we can now because it was like, well, who do I tell? I tell my best friend that's it. Or I could start a business in my town. But now any one of us can take something that comes easily or naturally or fun for us, make an ebook, make a podcast out of it, you know, teach it to people. But I, my grandma would have been like that. My grandmother would have had an amazing Etsy store. She would have had an amazing YouTube channel about teaching you how to crochet or make your own wedding dress. And so I don't feel like any one of us are like super unique it's just the the technology now is here for us in a way I'm glad that like Fiverr wasn't around when I was at university because I would have been one of those I think that year that Fiverr came out like you could pay someone five dollars to dress up in a like a banana costume and I would have been that kid going I'm in a banana costume what would you like me to do (laughs) yeah I was very much like that but you're right that the technology is there but I still think the thing holding people back or holding women back is not feeling like they're advanced enough to tell somebody how to do something because they've only just found out themselves. And that's like, it's more than just the money mindset, isn't it? It's the whole mindset of I'm not an expert in this, so I can't go out and talk to people about it. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Which is what women have already struggled with. That whole like, oh, just line these ducks up first. And they, like a lot of we get, we hear a lot. Yeah, I'll sort my social media out once I've done my website and once I've done this and that. And it's like, yeah, you, your list is going to continue. At some point you have to just go do the thing. But there's always something that they line up, isn't there? Yes. And I do it as well. Um, you know, well, it's like, well, once the pandemic's over and I'm starting my podcast this month and, um, you know, I, I just had to book the podcast studio because I was doing the same thing. Oh, well, when I, like, I'll do my social media for the year first and then I'll have some time and space to do it. 
and you know it's just it is an ongoing thing so I think that feeling that so many of us have and this is the crux of it is that we're not enough mm. and you know I just pulled a card actually an affirmation card before I got on and it was like you're enough and it's the same card from that deck that I called the last time I pulled it out and I was like <laughs> I always think it's because it got yeah. stuck I do like I just think oh it's because it gone the last time look I've got mine here I always do it to, I always do it to my daughter it's I always really go well. what's which one we can we up let's do one now hang on yeah I'll get you one now it. I will laugh if it's you are enough <laughs> I will have everything I need at the right time is this one yeah, and then it says interesting Draw yourself content and happy and pin the card up on your inspiration board. Well, I never do the drawing ones because I can't draw for shit. But, yeah, the, I do like to pull these out every now and then. They're fun. You know what? If we just keep this between us, don't tell anyone. But all of my books and all of my money courses, they can all be distilled down into self-worth and self-love. Yeah. But I come at it from a million different angles. But that's what it really comes down to. That's what money comes down to, anything. Because we have so much imposter syndrome. I'm not enough. I don't know enough. I'm not enough. My voice isn't right. My body isn't right. My face isn't right. A really great illustration for this because it's so easy to do. You know, you go Google the 100 richest men in the world. They're allowed to be fat, thin, tall, short, bald, handsome, ugly, in a hoodie, in a suit. Um, messy hair, no hair, whatever. They're allowed to be all of those things. And so are we. So are we as women. But I would gather that if everyone sat and, and thought, well, what, what, am, what do I have to have in place to be deserving of being wealthier? It would be, well, I'd have to have perfect hair all the time. And I'd have to lose 10 pounds and I would have to do this, this and this. And we have stories about our physical bodies, but also our deservingness to mm. have more money yeah definitely because what I love about what you talk about is, is as well as mindset it's about um giving yourself permission to stop feeling guilty about everything so women are always so busy you can't go and be successful because you've got to do the washing and you've got to do the school runs and you've got to do everything and if you're not doing everything then you're not you know being the perfect wife mother everything and so when I listen to your books and you said well I outsource all that I get someone to cook our meals someone does you know the shopping someone does the cleaning someone does the gardening and I can concentrate on the other things and I thought yeah why not and weirdly why do we need someone else to say, well, I do it, so it's okay for you to do it? But we do, don't we? So the more people who are talking like that, the more other people are going to go, yeah, that's fine for me. And then you can concentrate on being successful because we have got what we need. We're just so busy doing all these other things and feeling unworthy that we're not getting to where we need to be. Absolutely. And housework takes up so much energy for women. It really does. You know, having kids takes up energy. We also get caring responsibilities for other people. It all takes up so much energy. And I don't do any of I don't do any of that anymore. But I started off feeling guilty about having a cleaner come two hours yeah. a fortnight. And I remember like I mentioned it to, you know, my mother-in-law and she was like, oh I can teach you how to iron because and I thought first of all I was like oh my god but then I was like but for her generation so much of like being a good wife and mother is about the housewife duties and society still shames women about outsourcing that because the world needs women to do unpaid work to make the world go around and it's somehow um very selfless noble to do it for your family but the same work becomes exploitative when you pay someone to do it 
um, and it's the same work, but suddenly there's a monetary figure on it. So at, over Christmas, my housekeeper had a couple of weeks off, of course, and I was like, oh, Rick, I guess I really should contribute to doing some laundry. But I noticed how quickly I started to try and come up with a good system for it because that's how my brain works. So I was like, oh, okay, well, we need to make sure that we separate it all out really well. And then because it was Christmas, there was a lot of red stuff. And so I was like, do the reds go with the blacks or should I do a separate <laughs> red load? And then I was trying to hack the best way to hang it all out. So it dried in an optimal way and then folded in an optimal way. And I just spent so much time trying to work out the system for it. And then I started thinking, I really need to write this down for my housekeeper to make sure that she's doing it in an optimal <laughs> way. And then I realized just how much of a time waste that was for my creativity. You know, some people don't have resources in their life just yet to outsource things, but it's not just our responsibility just because we're women. If you can make enough money to outsource that, then the children you're raising don't see the mother as always being the one to do that. And so gradually, like you say, you know, empowering women, it, gradually society will just change, won't it? It has changed a lot for sure. And it's, it is changing. But, you know, just anyone listening, you start where you're at with what you've got. If you can only afford, you know, someone just to do a couple of hours, it's not, it's not super expensive, especially if you are looking to run your own business. You know, you go, well, I could build that out. You know, that's one client that I could get. And it is worth it because it's not like for like work. You know, that, that hour that I spent doing laundry was soul sucking energy sucking for me. Yeah. And some might love it. Some people love all that kind of stuff, don't they? And more power to them. change the sheets. Oh my God, the stress that I get into. And But getting into a clean sheet bed is the loveliest thing in the world, isn't but it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and exactly, you're right. Because I started off with my cleaner was literally just once every two weeks for two hours. And it made the biggest, biggest difference because, you know, I knew that at least if I didn't have time to do anything, once every two weeks, it would just be spruced it up. And I was so grateful. You shouldn't even do a brilliant job, but I was so grateful that somebody else was doing it. And it does just like, you know, get that out of your mind and you can just crack on with it. I was thinking the other day, like, what makes you so relatable? And I was watching, because I'm in your um, money boot camp, um, which I've been in for, I think, over a year or something now. So it's, it's a brilliant space to be. And it's great to be, hear about all the women with all their successes that they have in mon uh, with money, as well as like the blocks that they have and things. So it's like a safe space where people can share that they've made all this money and not feel that anybody's going to be um, horrible to them about it or judge them or whatever. If anything, everyone's rhyming them on, which is fantastic. But I was thinking the fact that you've lived in London and obviously you're from Australia, but you've lived in London, that really helps with your rela relatability. I think I was on a call, the call that you did the other day and you um, somebody said that they only got 20p for pocket money and you were like, oh, you could have bought the Sun newspaper. And I thought, ah, you know, th little things like that do make, a di you know, do make a difference. Obviously, you're really well known in Australia, the UK, America, Canada, I'm guessing as well. Is there any other areas or is there any surprise areas that you're sort of well known in that you're like, how did that happen? Well, I mean, US, uh, US, then Australia, then UK, then Canada, then New Zealand are my top countries. Um, but we do have people from all, all over the place. When I started my business, even in Australia, you know, I was putting up flyers in my town for people to come to my workshop. And that's, you know, that's the opportunity for all of us. So you can be yourself because you don't have to rely on your little town for people to like it. You can find those pockets of people who like your exact thing and your exact way of, of doing something. And, um, but there's an interesting thing I want to share about this, right? Because 
I think we all try and find exceptions and exemptions to who we can charge or what we're allowed to do. Um, and so let me give you an example of this. You know, when you kind of go, oh, I can't charge my friends, hmm. you know, so you kind of get overcharging and that's a big thing in itself. But then you're like, oh, I can't charge my friends. But then little exemptions click, creep, creep in. So you go, oh, well, she's a single mum. I can't charge her or she's this or she's that. And so I started going, well, you can't charge your friends. And then I realised I was like, oh, well, I don't want to do any work in Newcastle because they're my friends. But then my exemption started stretching that all almost the whole continent of Australia was my friends. But then because I'd lived in the UK, I was like, well, they're kind of like my cousins. And then I was like, oh, New Zealanders, they're kind of like our brothers. And so I started feeling like, oh, I'm not allowed to charge people from the UK because I lived there and, you know, my great grandparents from there. And so it's always interesting to look at where your exemptions are, where you think, you're not allowed to charge those people. Mine just got bigger yeah. and bigger. It's funny. We do, um, as well as the interview once a week, we do a quickie podcast. So it's 10 minutes or less with like a little marketing tip. And the one we did today that will go out this week was um, about choose your free. So we're saying, you know, early on in business, set what you will do for free. So I'll do a podcast. Maybe I'll do some free downloads, a lead magnet. Maybe I'll do a live once a week where people can do questions. But apart from that, I will charge for everything I do. And then I'll pay for everything I do as well. So there's a lot of um, a culture of skill swapping. Um, I don't know whether you do it in Australia as well. But it's, you know, if you set out, you can almost say, you know, kind of forgive yourself by saying, actually, my company policy is to always charge for this and always pay so don't say oh no I won't do that just say it's my policy to do this and and very early on if you set your stall out then you stop having to review every opportunity and feeling really guilty every time you're trying to charge somebody for doing your job almost just go back to your manual that you set at the start and go oh it says here I can't do that so sorry about that because we we decided early on because me and Anita are so different personality wise and what perhaps I would happily do a a skill swap with she wouldn't and whatever so we're like early on we were like we just if we want to do stuff we just pay and obviously if anybody tries to do the skill swap swap thing because it's not a hobby ultimately it's a business so we'll just be like look we will pay you you can you can pay us and so that's got us especially when we were um, just starting out um, and we were going to local networking as well as obviously that's been locked down for like nearly a, a year now in the UK. And we happen to be in Leicester as well, which is like we never really came out of lockdown. So apart from August, eat out to help out when that's what we did. We just went out and ate all the time before we got locked back up again. Um, so we so we were sort of going local networking and there'd be people that would try and skill swap all the time with us. Wouldn't, you know, we were like, no, we... It was like we were really because we met as well on a school run, so we almost feel like that sometimes because we were school run mums. People kind of thought, "Oh, they're doing this little little school run mum business together." We're like, "No, guys, it's going to be bigger than that. It's not just us like you know." nothing wrong with this if this is what people do but we're not social media managers where we're just going to like post things for you for a little bit of extra money on the side you know alongside having kids and whatnot like this is a proper online big it's going to be a big business but it was just that sort of starting out where people's perceptions of like oh we had one pt guy approach us both at this he won't listen to this he doesn't listen to this i'm sure but he approached us both at different times offering like this is a bit of an insult as well because he like helps menopausal women um like um get fit so he was and so he's kind of saying like we need to get fit and we're of an age and um you know he's the man to do it and in return we're going to help him with his social media but it was really weird because i was like do you not realize we speak to each other like obviously choosing your free is really important and then you're not going to get resentful but you know that's probably how our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers had to do things you know it was they got paid in eggs or they got paid in you know whatever um and they did have to 
skill swap because that was the option available to um to them and it's actually a really common thing um for people to barter instead of receiving money and it's also a very symbolic thing to say no even if it works a little bit because i mean a lot a lot of the time it doesn't work but if you actually do want to receive more money this year you have to symbolically energetically metaphorically literally open yourself and declare yourself open for business and you'll find that if you've got all these side ones energetically people know that and it just they don't feel good giving you money somehow energetically because you don't have a business and mm. so even if it even if it works and even if it's like you think oh cool well, i don't really want to pay for that i want to get that for free too give it yourself an experiment do it for three months and see what happens to your actual bank account you know money that you can actually spend and it will it will change everything but i agree i like having what those clear boundaries are and so you don't have to think about it um and there's nothing wrong with doing free work you know as you said but if it's like okay well i'll do one a quarter pro bono you know chat the charity or something like that and then you can go well it's done for the quarter you know or I just don't do that. And my my one that helps me, I go free or expensive. So I'll do podcasts, no problem, because it's free for everybody. Yes. Um, but if someone's asking me to do a training in their paid program, or even I don't do summits anymore because it's it's not really free. Like, you know, it's, it, it's usually an opt-in. There's, I have to, you know, email out for it. It's not it's not free. So for me, I'm like summits are a no, but podcasts, I say yes to podcasts all day long. But um, yeah, it's so important to do that because otherwise you feel like a bitch every time. And then you don't have to worry because if somebody else says you can just be like, look, you know, I don't do summits. You've not seen me on any summits. I'm not on summits, but I'll do your podcast for you. So it's really, it's really mm-hmm. easy. And everybody knows if you do training in a group that you'll get, get you're getting paid to do that training too. So that also, that also brings up the value of the training that you're doing in the group if somebody's paid you to come along and do it and they can you know shout about it a bit more too and it's a bit more special rather than that so yeah you're right to have that in in place yeah now. and it's amazing how many people you speak to who then you they talk to you about what they do and they're really passionate about it and then you say how much is that and they mumble the price at you because they're almost embarrassed to be charging for it um and that is you know something i guess that you help them to get over with oh absolutely and you've got to listen to your body around that because if you don't charge appropriately for what you do, if there's not a, a, you know, a good energy exchange, you're going to feel that. And this is where women get sick, they get burnt out because they're resentful about it, even if it's not mm. on the surface. And I experienced that with myself. You can kind of feel good in one area and then you might go into a new area of business and it's almost like you've got them again from, from fresh. And like I was fine charging for um, my course. But then people were asking me to speak a lot more. And I was like, oh, just do it for free. It's my friend, you know, it's a free trip, whatever. And then I I actually started feeling sick when I got off stage. And I was going, what's going on? Because the deficit had to come from somewhere and it was coming from me and my energy. I'd get in the taxi and I was like a a husk of a woman. I was just like, Mm. "Ah, what's going on? That was only, you know two hours speaking I do that all the time but it was because it was just the energy had to it has to balance out somewhere you've got to get yeah. to know yourself and recognize when things aren't quite right and what you could do about that randomly just, I have on my yeah. on my uh, whiteboard my face is my fortune show up Denise T. <laughs> so like you want to like explain like that and why you use that in like because that's one of your affirmations that you kind of use yeah 
So affirmations seem to work really well for my brain. And I find a lot of people who are interested in personal development like affirmations in some way, but I always use them as a real pattern interrupter. And I, I often have ones that are very symbolic to a particular situation. So that particular one is a lot of times when someone's new in business, they go, you know, oh, I have to hide away. I have to be perfect. No one wants to see my face. No one wants to hear my voice. No one wants to see my body. I need to lose weight. That's a big one for women, right? When I lose weight, then I'll, and I'm like, ah, wealth has no weight requirement. Thank God. That was my thing of, no, my face is my fortune. And each affirmation that I use usually has multiple meanings. So for that is show myself. So it was like, show up on social media, show up on podcasts, speak. When Periscope came out on Twitter, I showed, like I did a video every day because I was like, I want to brainwash people with my face yeah, and I want to always be top of mind. And that meant doing a newsletter every week as well. So even though I didn't always have, you know, literally a picture of myself in my, in my newsletter, hi, I'm in your inbox. But like, <laughs> you know, just that thing of like, I am going to show up all the time. I'm going to be the most consistent presence in your life until you fall in love with me and join my boot camp. And it's a, just a really good one if anyone does have that visibility fear of, you know, showing up and the stories that you have around that. Um, but I use affirmations for everything all day long for different different situations and scenarios as pattern interrupters. Do you hear you speak about something called, so I thought it was just your accent. You were saying affirmations, a different thing called affirmations rather than affirmations. So what, yes. what was that? Oh, that's, I was like, yes, oh, it's your accent. And then I was like, no, it's not her accent. She is definitely saying no, affirmations. No, it's not. So this is another um, brain training exercise. So Noah St. John has this book called The Little Book of Affirmations with an O instead of an I. And this is affirmations in the form of a question. So powerful to sh- just shift it. And it could be why are so many people in my inbox wanting to work with me every day? Why are opportunities suddenly so easy? Um, Instead of going, every day I'm wealthy or every day I'm rich, sometimes your brain goes, no, you're not. But when you go, why am I so rich? You know, you start to go, oh, well, because of this and this. And so it can be a really great way, one, to spark gratitude, but two, just to, like, it's a different activation in your brain to do it in a form of a question rather than a statement it does make your brain think slightly differently which is fantastic you help people with their money mindset um of course so what would be like your top tips that you would give people listening to the podcast our listeners uh, on money mindset and i know it's really tough for you because it's your whole thing i can yeah so look at your origin stories as in look at all the, the first time that you heard about money or even just the first time that you remember something bad happening around money or just anything so it's finding those origin stories and connecting the dots to how you act now and then finding a pattern interrupter for it so it's a really easy three-step process and it doesn't matter where you are in your money mindset because it's it's always going to be a thing you know you might get a new level in business and you're still going to find new layers. You'll you'll be in a different life stage and you'll find new layers to things. So let's let's work, play this out, okay? So you might um, – we're having a discussion this week about pocket money and allowance, you know, and my job in my money boot camp, I find all these different triggers for us to find new layers, right? So I was like – Okay, so let's talk about pocket money. Let's talk about allowance. And everyone has their own relationship to that. 
you either had it or you didn't have it. Maybe it wasn't consistent. Maybe it brought up unfairness or contrast between what you had and what other people had. You might discover some stories or situations that are kind of painful, like someone stealing it from you or a sibling or a parent. And then you connect the dots to what could be happening now. So you might have a lack of trust around people actually doing what they're going to say they're going to do or or the trust that they're going to pay you. Or you might have some pain around your personality around your pocket money that was different to other people's you know, in your family, you might have been a really good saver and people tease you about it. You might have spent all your money on sweets and your family were like, well, see, you can't keep money. And so you connect the dots to now, you might be doing a similar thing to that. Or So it's finding those what those things are. And then you would find a pattern interrupter. And so it could be an affirmation. It could be a new habit. It could be a like a personal development tool or technique to stop you. Like, you you know, you've realised you've got that thing, you realise you have that repeating thought or belief, and then there's so many ways you can, you can you know, interrupt that. So I would love to hear from each of you, what comes up straight away? And we I, honestly, I could do a whole three-day conference on pocket money I'll, allowance. I'll give you this one, right? When I, when yeah, I was younger, I was um, like, I loved musicals, I loved singing, I loved acting, I just loved it. Like, that's all that I wanted to do. And I used to go to this drama school um, on a Saturday that was like, wasn't very expensive to go and stuff. And I used to, actually, a lot of the time I used to have to get myself there because no one was taking me there. And so I used to get there and I got this part and it was in Guys and Dolls. And I was like, this is awesome. So I went along to rehearsals, rehearsals, rehearsals. And then one day they were like, cool. So we're going to take, as you know, we're going to take this performance to Avignon, which is in France, this big, like the equivalent of like Edinburgh Festival, but in France, Avignon. And we're going to go to Avignon and it's going to be like fantastic. We're at this really cool festival. We're all going to go. And I'm like, cool, cool. And they're like, so it's 300 pounds. So then they're like, give us the letter about this 300 pound, might like 300 pounds, a lot of money for like my, like my family, no money. So, um, so then I was like, crap. And so, like, I just knew that my mum and dad just wouldn't have the money because they wouldn't, couldn't even pay for half the time to go, like, on the crappy little things at school. So, like, then I just didn't go back. And then I was like, oh, okay. So that, and that, that you know, obviously didn't have mobile phones then. You didn't have that. that I just stopped going to rehearsals because I was like, I didn't know that that thing was getting. So that was one opportunity gone. And then when I was 18, I got two opportunities to go to drama school. One was the Guildford School of Acting or whatever. Um, and then the other one was um, RADA. And like it's six grand a term, there's three terms a year. So that's a lot of money. My parents haven't got the money to pay for me to go. So I'll go and get a job, save the money in a year and then I'll go. And obviously that didn't happen and life happened instead. It doesn't matter because I get to perform now, right? On my own podcast. Um, totally. But I know I still have blocks and things around that. So I, yeah, so fix me. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so already, right, you know, that's one little prompt that we can go into for for probably months, right? And so yeah. this is what we do because we've got multiple layers and what I've never met anyone who's run out of stories that impact them around money, really. And so if you look at that, there's probably even an earlier origin mm. story to that where it's like no one's going to take care of me there's no point anyway I'm going to have to do it all myself and then so the next part of the work is to look at how is this impacting you today as Anna today how is this like story that you have around 
this is not for me or nobody is going to make this actually don't i need to because i'll go i'll say no we can't spend that much on that much facebook ads or we can't go to that i still i am the one that goes we can't go to that level next we haven't got the resources to go to that next level yet almost whereas you're anita you're more like it's an investment we need to do it yeah if we want to get to the next level we need to spend this money to get to the next level yeah definitely still have that block but it was interesting what you said i think you said it on the call the other day about how you um i think you went kinesiology or something and the woman took on all the stuff from you so before a few years ago before actually do you know what it was just before i started working with Anita, which is why it's so weird i went i met this woman through rotary and I'm the kind of person, if you said, oh, you're going to go and get therapy or whatever, before anyway, I was the kind of person going, no, that's not for me, that's weird. And I met this woman by chance, and she, she was saying, oh, I was really ill, and then did this theta healing, and now I do it. And I was like, what, what? And I, I was intrigued. I was like, what is this? I went around to her house, and uh, I said, oh, I, something just drew me to her. And I was like, yeah, I'll have one of those sessions. And she did. Exactly, I felt, felt really bad leaving her because every time I went, it was like she had a like <laughs> just like was from me onto her and it was just like she was like you know like been dumped on she went no it's fine I'm just I'm just th- thinking it but she was the one that got into my head because before literally and this was only like when did we start working together nearly like two years ago or something so it must have been about two years ago I went to see her honestly before that I used to be like uh, the only way I'm going to get anywhere in life is if I do it and me hard work grafting bang 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 and I've always been like that work ethic and I never used to be scared of losing everything because I've lost everything before so and I came from nothing so I'll go I'll hustle I'll hustle I'll hustle and before I went to see her that was my mindset and then she was like why do you have to do it on your own why why can't you let other people help you and I was like that's not really realistic and then literally we just started working together like not that much after that so this stuff does work so that's just one one little scenario and it's big right because it was you know, I've got an opportunity, no one's going to nurture me, I'm going to have to do it all myself. And then you can do a direct line into how that impacts your business. But then what do you do after that? Okay, so it could be that you start with just a little affirmation that when you see yourself doing that or feel yourself and you don't catch it every time, absolutely. Or, and it's great because you've got a business partnership because then Anita can be that for you as well, right? And it could be just something like, I create my own opportunities or I create my own luck or, you know, something like that. So you can, whenever you feel it rising, I have to do this myself, nobody's going to help me, then you can stop. And that's really important. And that mindset piece is practical because if you can catch the thought, we know that our thoughts, our repetitive thoughts become our daily habits our daily habits become our actions our actions become our reality and so it is important to catch those thoughts because it compounds it's subtle but you might be making a thousand different decisions from that little girl or from that teenage girl who's like well the money's not there even though you're a completely different person now and so you have to undo all of that by catching those thoughts by changing those habits and um, and that has a positive compound effect, right? Because then you're more likely to go, hang on, I am the kind of person that opportunity comes knocking to. And I am the kind of person who invests money. And that changes your reality. So when I hear people say, you know, I want to manifest something, I would go, well, you can put a lot of work into manifesting stuff. You can co-create it. You can like you can reverse engineer it because manifesting just means to make real. It doesn't mean make real outside of yourself and by make real by magic alone but you've done really important work there just finding one 
seemingly unconnected memory that actually could be hugely symbolic to what you're doing now. See, I know you're also a fan of um, is it EFT and tapping. And I don't know a lot about that, but is that where this can help you to kind of break the pattern? Yes, absolutely. So EFT um, stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, otherwise known as tapping, a lot more mainstream now. I actually learned it in the UK when I was working in a consultancy and the secretary was really into personal development. She gave me DVDs to watch. Um, and I like you had to learn it by sitting down and watching it. And now it's thousands of people have it on YouTube where you can learn how to do it on anything. And I almost think of it again, it's a pattern interrupter of stopping mm. thoughts, of shifting things. And obviously, there's more to it than that. But even if I said to you, if you pat your head and rubbed your tummy and said, you know, opportunity is mine, opportunity is mine, opportunity is mine. It's usually the ritual and it's the, as I said, it's a pattern interrupter. Anything works to stop the the habit of just thinking in, in the same way again and again. But I'm a big fan of EFT. These things are just tools, aren't they, that we can use and whatever one might work for you and one might not work for you. It's just trying them all and finding what works for you to get the end result that you're visualising. So the idea now is to curate what's coming into your life so you can change your beliefs each one of us right now have the most powerful tool for that and that's our phone we can curate our social media feed to see what we want to believe in the world you can follow people who look like you you can get tips all day long about your business um you can listen to free podcasts in your car on your commute every day you can have pinterest is an amazing dream building tool you can start up you know, a board for your dream house. My 14-year-old daughter showed me hers the other day and she's been she's got a Pinterest board full of um, New York loft apartments. <laughs> so, and I said, and how are you planning to get there? She said, oh, I'm going to be an actress. Said, Probably. <laughs> Great. Even our password, I think we got that off of you, actually, Denise. Our passwords in our yeah. business are around... Don't tell everyone what they are. We're around money. <laughs> <laughs> These are what are our passwords are, Denise. <laughs> but things like that are really powerful because and yeah. so I started doing that um oh gosh uh, 15 years ago or something when I was in a job and I was like well how am I supposed to keep positive when I'm in a job that I don't like and so I actually did have a printed out dream board that I'd created online so I didn't have to cut pictures out I just had to find them on Google and I printed it out and I put it in my desk drawer so like every now and again I just like this and go just to get a little hit of like this is only temporary this is only temporary that's what I'm manifesting and the password thing because every time you know when you're in a corporate every time you go away from the computer for a minute you have to type your password in again so I I created my goal as my password and so it's layering in all of these things so you remember like having that podcast come on in your car not the news um, layer them all in and, you know, having those screensavers on your phone, on your computer, um, then you just get a little hit of it because we're always getting hits of negativity all the time. That's effortless to get hits of ne- negativity. But when you, you have to work at putting those positive ones in. My password at work was always the next holiday I was having because, you know, you sit there and you just think, so I'd be like, you know, Greece or, you know, Cos or whatever, where I was going next to cheer me up. I've, I've always been super annoying when I've had jobs because I, I'd have like um, emails that come through with like positive quotes and I'd stand up and say them to everyone and they'd like, shut up. 
popular. So I was like, I don't care. And then you say, no one's going to steal my joy. And I just, so they had to kind of have have it on board as well, whether they liked it or not, but it kind of worked ultimately. Exactly. But we don't want to take masses of your time, Denise. So but we, we, we are the Get Savvy Club. We always ask two questions at the end of every podcast interview. Uh, the first one is, we're the Get Savvy Club. So what makes, what do you think makes you savvy? And you can take that any way you want. I think I'm the smartest person in the world, but I'm just really persistent. I'll figure stuff out. I'll figure it out and I'll I'll come up with a solution. So I think that makes me savvy. You know, like I um, even consistency, I figured a way, I always just figure out the hack to be consistent even when I don't feel like it or, yeah, I'm good at that. To find an easy way, yeah. Our motto is let it be easy and, yeah, there's a lot to be said for it. You meet a lot of people, especially in this online world that we're in, and I follow a lot of people and, what, and oftentimes what happens is I think, oh, these are great, and then, like, I probably go deep dive a bit too much about on them and consume too much of their stuff. And then I always get slightly disappointed because then I see a little chink of like, ah, they said this, but really that's BS because I've seen that they do this. Whereas I can honestly say that all the way through, like everything that you've ever spoke about or say, whatever, it's like, it it's the same. You're all, you are actually authentic, which a lot of the people in this space aren't. It's like, you know, you'll, you'll admit like you are lazy sometimes and that's fine. And it's like, actually, th- this is how it is. And, you know, so it's, so it's well, good. Well, that's why I always say, actually, when I do podcasts, they go, I'll let you go because I know you're busy. And I always say, actually, I'm not busy. I'm not busy. Like I have, I'm very deliberate with um, like setting my life up like that. You know, I'll only do a certain amount of podcasts a day. Like after this, I'm going to see my financial advisor but like, I'm not a busy person. I think that's a word that sometimes we just use. Like if you ever hear me say I'm busy, it's an excuse. I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's not because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, say I'm busy. I say I'm busy when I've just done things that I, I don't think are useful, but I had to do. Like, so I think I said I was busy today because true. I had to take the kids to an eye appointment, like to the optician. <laughs> so then in my head, that's being busy. It's not busy. It's just driving into town, get, going to the opticians. But it, it felt like busyness because it was something that like I'd rather have not been doing because it was just... Yeah, it's if you're, some, if you're like resentful of something you've got to do because it's boring. <laughs> Makes you feel busy, doesn't it? The other question that we always ask is um, if you could give us a recommendation of a book, whether that's um, a marketing, business development or um, business book, that'd be fantastic. We always give it away, by the way, to a reader. So don't pick something that's not oh, yeah, anymore. Cool. <laughs> so, um it is an older book but it's definitely well in print um and I speak about it a lot it's The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks it really encapsulates so many of the things that I think we've spoken about today about you know going to the next level uncovering new blocks uncovering old blocks um all the things it's written by a man gay men but you know just some of those things that we get around imposter syndrome or worried to outshine other people or things like that it's 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 not a book I read every year, but I should. And actually, I'm due for a reread, I think. So The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's a game changer of a book. It's yeah. a book you've read more than once then. Definitely. But yeah. as I said, I'm definitely due for a reread because I think with books like that, you're at a different stage of life every time you yeah. read it. You know, I, I think the same with Four Hour Workweek. You know, I read it in my 20s where I, you know, hadn't figured out how to make money, but now I need to read it for the the chapter where he's talking about after I've made money and then, you know, now I've got to figure out what the meaning of life is. I remember when I read that, I was like, imagine having so much money you could just sit around. <laughs> You're like, why life. would you care? Why would you care about that? We've got money now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you so, you know, you read books at a different stage yeah. of your life. And 
And and like I think the same about some of my most recent books. You know, some of them I'm like, oh, I read that before kids. The different different lens now that you see things yeah. through. If people want to know more about you, where is your preferred? Obviously, there's loads of places they can get access to find out more about you, and we'll put some of the things in the show notes. But um, what's your preferred method of people con- um, connecting with you and finding out more? Yeah. So if anyone is interested in what this money block conversation is, so I've got a workshop on my website denisedt.com slash blocks really easy to remember and I go through seven blocks and one of them is the bartering block that we talked about but there's six other ones that are showing up again and again I think for entrepreneurs so it's a really good place to start with my work Um, obviously my books are available all over the place but um, I love Instagram too so denisedt is my handle everywhere as well as my website Um, and I I'm you know really active on Instagram and that's that's a really fun way to connect yeah and I have listened to your books. Uh, I listen to them on Audible rather than read your books. And you read them, don't you? Um, and I can thoroughly recommend them because it, they are awesome. I just love hearing from people if they've got like an aha that's a really practical thing because being a Virgo, I love being of service. And so, you know, feel free to DM me, reach out and tell me, you know, a useful aha that you even got from this call would be lovely. Yeah. We, we always say that. We always say like, oh, we love it if you email us. And like, I think people don't really realize that and we do we we do read the emails we like to see them we like yeah. to answer them and you know know what 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 resonates it's lovely when you get an email and somebody's just like power it's weird as well if they just power listen to like 20 episodes of the podcast all in one go while they've been I don't know painting the house or something it's weird because you're like that why would you just want to listen to us for 20 things straight but it's also great as well and the things that shift in people just so like a lot of the stuff that you say I've probably read in other books in other ways but because of the way that you presented it it's it's clicked in some way Mm. um, because of that which is obviously great which is why there's always room for more voices so if you're sitting there going but someone else has already talked about this or you know it's all being done but it's like someone needs to hear it in your voice or it will never ever land for them and that's such a great way for us to end is like there's room for you and there's room for your voice because someone needs to hear it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe wasn't that great do you know what i love her more than i did before bigger fan now than I was before um so yeah she is awesome if you haven't read her books uh, get rich lucky bitch get rich is one on its own isn't it get rich lucky bitch and chillpreneur not chilltrapreneur chillpreneur um I would definitely recommend you know read them or listen to them on audible they're really good um and you know she's just she's got some real wise moments none of it is rocket science but the way she packages it up together um and like says it to you just makes you think okay and sometimes having someone give you permission to do something which you know is fine to do anyway just makes it that much better so um i hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it if you'd like to win a copy of her book the big leap which i'm definitely going to read um then just take a screenshot of this episode um put it on social media tag us in and we will pick one and send a copy please subscribe rate review Um, and listen to all our other ones and have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.